Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Liberty Council Action urges the Florida Supreme Court to overturn its abortion decision going back to 1989. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Well, Liberty Council Action is a sister organization to Liberty Council. It is our 501c4 public policy organization. And it just filed an amicus brief at the Florida Supreme Court in the case of Planned Parenthood of Southwest and Central Florida versus the state of Florida, requesting that the Florida Supreme Court overturn its horrible decision going back to 1989 called N. Ray T.W., or In Regards to T.W. It's a decision involving a minor who wanted to have an abortion without the parent's consent. The case went up to the Florida Supreme Court back in 1989. It had no briefing, no real record below, and it was an activist decision by the then Florida Supreme Court that ultimately decided in favor of the girl and then found, unbelievably, that Article I, Section 23 of the Florida Constitution extends our so-called right to privacy to protect a woman's decision to abort, frankly, to kill her child. That decision has made Florida as liberal or more liberal than Roe versus Wade. So consequently, when the Dobbs decision overturned the abortion decisions in 2022, Florida has not yet been impacted because it has its separate independent Florida Supreme Court ruling that needs to be overturned going back to 1989. You know, Matt, I mean, I'm not an attorney and I don't play one on TV, but it just does not make sense to me. I mean, to have an amendment, a privacy you know, amendment to protect people's information. How do you relate that to abortion? That makes no sense to me. Well, here's the amendment. And this was um, adopted by the state of Florida, by the people of Florida in 1980. So nine years later they now, voted for this. Yep. the Florida Supreme Court interprets it for the first time in the context of abortion, nine years after the people adopted it. That is so radical. Now, if you go back to how this began, again, this was 1980, so the people began to push forward with this amendment in the 70s. Right. Now, what was happening in the 70s besides Jimmy Carter? It was also Richard Nixon. And what was happening with Richard Nixon was the spying in the Democratic National uh, Committee's headquarters. And he was caught. He had to resign as president. So as a result of that uh era of Nixon and government uh, and documents that were being obtained of private information, the Florida um, legislature and the people got together and they said, we need to have an amendment in our state constitution that protects individual people in their right to be let alone from the government with mm -hmm. regards to their personal papers and privacy. Right. No intrusion from the government into my personal information. Right. So this is the actual words of Article 1, Section 23. And it's the second sentence that really helps to understand without any other context what this is all about. Here's the first sentence. Every natural person has the right to be let alone 
and free from government intrusion into the person's private life except as otherwise provided herein. Here's the second sentence. This section shall not be construed to limit the public's right of access to public records and meetings as provided by law. So how do you relate that to a right to an abortion? Activists. That's it. Makes I mean, no they, sense. they just take no it and use sense. it as a springboard. So what this was about is really this particular amendment was ahead of its time because with all of the intrusion into your private data, whether it's through social media and or government working with social media, now more than ever, mm-hmm. Article 1, Section 23 needs to have some real enforcement according to its original meaning. Absolutely. But the problem is, is that they hijacked it in 1989, applied it to abortion, and they've never really used it to the extent that it needs to be used to protect real privacy concerns with regards to your personal data. You know, it's kind of interesting now. It's kind of come full circle for you being involved in this case in 1989. But let's unpack this to help people understand the case of Henry T.W. This was a pregnant, unmarried minor who petitioned for a waiver of parental consent under judicial bypass provision. She wanted an abortion. And she said that her mother, due to her illness, that it would, quote, it would kill her if she knew that she had an abortion. So she pursued this case, hence her name, her initials TW. That's why we have this case now. That's why we have the case. And so I'll talk about how full circle this happens. But let me go back also to this issue of privacy. When the amendment says that you have the right to be let alone and free from government intrusion into your private life, okay? What is a private life? Private life is something in which you have an expectation of privacy, something that would happen, for example, in your home, uh, and the public is not invited. You're not, you're not bringing in a third party. Now, while you have medical privacy, that is involving a third party. So mm-hmm. when you actually talk about abortion, we're not talking about intrusion into a person's private life because you're talking about third parties. You're talking about third parties, number one, because of the baby who is a separate identifiable uh, baby, a human being. And we talked to Dr. William Lyle in our Freedom Alive taping where he talks about two anesthesiologists, one being assigned to the mother, Mm -hmm. one being assigned to the baby where you have in that case, cardiac surgery on the baby in utero or other kinds right. of surgery. Because two the baby is a patient. Two different right. doctors with two different anesthesiology right. protocols for two different patients. So it's not private, it's a third party. Moreover, when you go to an abortion clinic, that is not private. You're going into the public, you're going into a building, you're actually uh, utilizing third parties. It's not something that is a private life scenario. So it's completely outside of what this amendment is. Back in 1989, um, Ken Connor was president of Florida Right to Life. That was the year that we started Liberty Council, 1989. I was also volunteer general counsel for Florida Right to Life. This case went up to the Florida Supreme Court. We filed a co-wrote and amicus brief at the Florida Supreme Court urging the court to follow the intent of Article 1, Section 23, and not apply it to abortion, and to follow the state law. The court did not. Now, 
Ken Connor and I have teamed up again uh, these many years later, mm-hmm. and he is the signatory on this brief for Liberty Council Action. I'm the chairman of Liberty Council Action, and so we're now back to the Florida Supreme Court with a brief, mm-hmm. amazingly, that asked the Supreme Court to overturn its horrible decision and the mistake that it made going back to 1989. But thankfully, the Florida Supreme Court is a much different uh, makeup now, and we do have a more pro-life Florida Supreme Court. So hopefully they will address this and see and make the wrong right. Yes, uh, since uh, Governor DeSantis was elected in his first term, and that was a huge um, situation where he won the first election by only about 30,000 votes, amazing. that it was that close because the other person was so liberal. Frankly, he was a socialist, but he won by 30,000 votes. As a result of whoever won that election, they had the opportunity to appoint three new justices to the Mm -hmm. Florida Supreme Court because three of them had termed out based upon age. And it would have either been a very liberal person who eventually is now under indictment for fraud and was caught yeah. with a male prostitute, it's this other news. person who lost. Mm-hmm. And now you have Governor DeSantis as the governor, so he appoints three individuals who are constitutional conservatives. Two of those individuals are now at the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals. So he's now had to appoint two more. So he's appointed a total of five people filling three vacancies on the Florida Supreme Court. Two of those have been elevated up already to the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals during President Donald Trump's uh, presidency. That makes this a very uh, constitutional-based court, totally different than it was in 1989. So I think, and I'm praying, Mm -hmm. but I believe this will actually happen, that we'll have a mirror image in Florida as to what we had in the United States Supreme Court. Exactly. You had a 15-week abortion ban, go up to the U.S. Supreme Court. And the question is, not only is it uh, constitutional or not, but is this underlying law that we've been using, this Roe versus Wade, this Planned Parent versus Casey, is that even based in the Constitution? It's not. So they overruled abortion with this 15-week abortion law. In Florida, we have a 15-week abortion ban. And it's that reason why we're before the Florida Supreme Court. The Florida Supreme Court now has the opportunity not only to uphold the 15-week abortion ban, because right behind it is coming on the heels of it. A six-week. A six-week abortion ban, but to overturn this 1989 decision. Pray for this case. It is a case that we will be following. You can go to lc.org forward slash life for more information. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. 